Hi, and welcome to the Dolly and the Posse Movie Podcast, the premiere podcast about country legend Dolly Parton, where we go... Wait, huh? wait, hold on. Shit. I did it wrong, didn't I? You this, did it again, uh, Sod. Damn it. Okay, okay. Hold on. I'm going re- to redo it, redo it. Hi, right. and welcome to the Sly and the Guys Movie Podcast, the premiere podcast about Hollywood legend Sylvester Stallone, where we go through his filmography in chronological order, film by film. I'm one of your co-hosts, South Turk. And I'm along for the ride, Chris Pope. <laughs> Whoa, boy. Well, Chris, what did we watch this week? Oh, man, this week we watched 1984's Rhinestone. Rhinestone. Oh, we finally, this is the first musical we've done. And will it be the last? I hope not. (laughs) I was trying to think. Uh, But yeah, this 1984 Rhinestone American musical comedy film. Based around the classic song, Rhinestone Cowboy. I, Bare, I didn't barely, know. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those where while you're watching it, 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 the movie starts and it's doing the credits. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. You know, Rhinestone, Rhinestone Cowboy. And then yeah. one of the credits is based on the song. Yeah. <laughs> so how many movies are based on songs? Uh, listeners, write in. Uh, I can't name any right now, but I mean, isn't I mean, I don't know. I mean, the founder is based I, on I, Old MacDonald, I, I think. I don't know if Purple Rain, the movie was written after the song or if he wrote the song for the movie. The Ghost of Prince right in <laughs> or any of the revolution, really. Oh man! So, uh, Rhinestone is a uh, like a gender flipped Pygmalion slash My Fair Lady slash She's All That, except Dolly Parton's Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, Sylvester Stallone's Rachel Lee Cook, just like in all of my fantasies. Or uh, for all our Gen Z listeners, uh, Dolly Parton is TikTok star Addison Rae uh, in the forthcoming Netflix reboot. He's all that. Gen Z? You mean millennials? Or no? I don't know, dude. Oh, I mean Zoomers. Zoomers. Like the, the generation okay. after us. I thought you were about to say TikTok from Return to Oz. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this metaphor? Should be interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so we start off. In a way you love, Chris. This is one of your favorite ways to start a movie. Shots of New York City. <laughs> All of my favorite movies start with shots of New York City. Yeah. Well, Rocky the doesn't. First, the first Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. The second Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> oh, this is a bit. I get it now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that's right. I, don't know. I might be wrong. Deliverance. <laughs> Have you actually seen Deliverance? Not in a long time. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, it's one of Burt Reynolds' uh, really best roles, really, because he's serious. You know, he's not like he's not playing the bandit pretty much. Uh, Burt Reynolds, who starred previously in Nine to Five, a much better Dolly Parton movie. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so we begin in New York City. 
Yeah, New York City, 1984. Um, Jake Ferris, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, uh, oh, works yeah. at the Rhinestone, a, a country western themed bar in New York City. Yeah, looking only as she can look. Blonde. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the defining feature. Um. No, and the Rhinestone is owned by this just absolute pile of shit scumlord yeah a poster uh, boy for me too like really like yeah and and uh, the, and this theme only gets worse <laughs> so her, her, her scumlord boss freddie Hugo, uh-huh. uh, affectionately known as <laughs> fu by the staff <laughs> freddie Hugo. I don't know why, but it just hit me how stupid that name is. Like, it sounds like uh, like a Dick Tracy villain. Like, yeah, from, from Chicago, we got Freddy Ugo, head of the Ugo crime family. He's teamed up with Babyface. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. This bar looks awesome, by the way. I like that all the wait- waiters and bartenders uh, all wear, like, light-up hats and shirts. Like, like, get me some of those. I know there was a country western like phase or like trend in the eighties and stuff. Was it huge in New York? I have no idea. I guess so. I don't know. I, I'm really no way to know that. Listeners from that New were York. alive in the eighties in, in New York. Um. So, uh, Freddie, uh, Dolly Parton's scum lord of a boss, mm-hmm, is always mm-hmm. making advances on her. Yeah, and, um, and, it, and it turns out she's under contract to him, because she is a singer-songwriter country star. Yeah, and the, uh, the rhinestone is, is similar to the Apollo in the sense that, like, you, you bring up new acts to the rhinestone, and if they can survive the heckles and the boos, if they can win over the audience, they're kind of... The mm-hmm. next uh, big thing. The the only kicker is nobody can really get past the audience other than Dolly Parton's Jake Paris. Yeah, Jake Paris. Yeah, so she's Ferris. Ferris, sorry, sorry. Ferris. Um, she's well loved around there. Mm, but uh, so we see an example of this. We see her like tear the place down. Of course, looks pretty good. Pretty good. Um, uh, and then we and then. Uh, Frank Hugo brings in another person and we see what it looks like when someone's rejected by the very New Yorker audience. He's just like cat called and uh, pretty much, you know, laughed off the stage. So we get how serious this can be. Yeah. And so um, Jake finally kind of fed up with with Freddie's antics, kind of confronts him as like, look, I want you to let me out of my contract. I could be doing bigger and better things than this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've been holding me down. Um, And uh, they do what what any rational uh, employer-employee couple would do is, is they make a bet. Yeah. uh, To get her out of her contract. If, if she wins the bet, Mm -hmm. uh, Freddie's going to tear up her contract. She won't have three more years left on her contract. Yep. But if, but if Freddie wins the bet, she gets five years added to her contract Uh, uh and (laughs) she has to sleep with him. Yep. So like I said, poster boy for me too. Now, during all this, we have started another storyline. Across town, we get introduced to a taxi cab and its driver. Nick Martinelli. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sly. 
And if you forget his character's name is Nick, don't worry, he's going to mention it himself in almost every single uh-huh. scene in the movie. And you if, talking to me, Nick? And if you were like us and uh you know, and are watching along with us and watched Rambo and also I mean first blood, sorry, and um and, and also appreciated that all of his like quips were gone and like all of his like little side jokes were gone. He makes the fuck up for it, believe me, because everything he says is somehow a joke. <laughs> and and <laughs> and you must be asking, wow, he finally found a writer that can like appreciate his talents. <laughs> no, 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 folks, you know the drill by now. Stallone took the script, rewrote it, rewrote all of his lines, and then sued for uh, uh, co-credits. You know, by this point, it's normal Stallone behavior, so we're used to it. So we're just gonna like you should skip. have come to expect. Uh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes without saying from this episode on. Yeah. Stallone. <laughs> shoehorned himself into writing the script <laughs> of course it's 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 almost like clockwork at this point but uh so he's uh you know he's he's being this wacky new york and uh taxi cab driver he picks up uh some i'm i think they're japanese right yeah they're japanese yeah, japanese tourists yeah and just driving like a maniac maybe the basis for crazy taxi don't tell him he'll probably try to sue and get the rights to the crazy taxi movie um <laughs> So uh, while while everything's going on at the rhinestone, it's like him and like um, he has the great line because like, they want to go eat sushi. And he's like, oh, yeah, yep. sushi, sushi's great and everything. But you're in America. You, should, you probably should eat some Italian food. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, like ravioli, ravioli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for some reason after that, like they never go to the Italian place. It's never explained <laughs> because the next scene <laughs> He's like, you know what? Instead of sushi, uh, no, they bring it up. They want to go to a cowboy bar. Yeah, they've decided, you know what? He's convinced us. We shouldn't get sushi because when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Cowboy bar. Yeah. Yeah. And then Stallone, to separate himself from country stars even further and country music and everything, he's like, oh, I know a place. I, I never been there, so I can't vouch for it, but I, I know of a place. I've definitely not been there. I have not been there. Never been there. Wouldn't be seen dead in there, but I could take you there. Yep. So uh, there they go in a chorus right on cue. Uh, Jake and uh, Frank are outside. Uh trying to find someone to uh to place this uh bed around and uh yeah there's so, like a crazy like a homeless person like playing drumsticks in the road and a bunch of just whack whack jobs really yeah so the whole basis of the bet is is dolly parton says to freddie that she could take any normal person and make them into a star at this club like basically mm-hmm. i can find somebody to replace me you can never find better talent i could take anybody and get them to do my job yeah and uh, off-screen car crash. Yep. Up comes rolling onto the curb. Yeah. <laughs> Nick in his taxi cab. There is a great line, and I do want to uh, express this that this, there, this movie is pretty funny at parts. But like at one point, you know, like like Jake Dolly's like uh, says something like, and no, you, you, and no lepers either. And then when she sees like some of these people, and especially Stallone, she's like. Where's all the lepers when I need one? And uh, that's something I say like every week. So, 
Dolly is great in this movie. Of course, of course. She is amazing in this movie. Uh, I can't say that I've ever been like a huge Dolly Parton fan. I've never been against her, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's... She's wonderful. In have this you movie. have She's you seen? A... Yeah, have you seen Nine to Five? Yeah, yeah, that's such a great movie. And here's we're just gonna kind of get to the point here. Um, Stallone re- really, uh, really regrets this movie, and like you know, and is not proud of it, and just hates it pretty much. And it's pretty clear why, because he's completely upstaged in every single way by Dolly Parton. You know, he's used to like, you know, being the center of the focus on the screen and because he has that type of Hollywood charisma, that raw animal magnetism or whatever, mm-hmm. but not as much as Dolly Parton does in every way. So I, I, I think the reason he hates it is it's just, he just got upstaged and like, yeah, no, she one, just no steals one every single yeah, scene. Yeah. He, yeah. She steals everything in this movie. So, so uh, we go into the we go into the rhinestone and he's just hitting on her the entire time and <laughs> trying to get uh, <laughs> Frank Freddy Hugo sorry uh, out of there. Uh, but but finally, uh, when he's exp- uh, told the kind of the parameters of the bet, yeah. uh, Nick's kind of just like, "No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like if I can't if I can't get a date with Jake, uh, I'm out of here. See you later," and leaves. Yeah. And so Freddy immediately is like, "Okay, I won the bet. When are we sleeping together?" <laughs> yeah. Really healthy employee employer yeah. relationship. Uh-huh. Well, it was the '80s, I guess. So uh, <clears throat> uh, Jake reminds uh, Freddy that she's got two weeks to fulfill her end of the bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She tells him to keep it in his pants. She'll be back. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and also of note that like once Stallone, like this begins uh, Stallone's writing in uh, to his dialogue, like every hillbilly joke, every redneck joke, every country slur he can imagine into every line. I mean, it is just like a you phenomenal. You have a lot of Stallone talking to himself, like characters exit the screen and he's got to get that one more quip in or yeah, something. Like, oh, uh, hillbillies. Yeah. It's really like a, it's probably in his contract at this point, you know. Uh, so the following day, Jake uh, tracks Nick to the cab. What, what would you call it? like cabbie warehouse, like the the garage where all the know. cabs are are parked? wherever the the show taxi took place at. I was mm-hmm. yeah, I was looking for uh, what's his name, uh, Devito. Yeah, Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah, and the gang. Judd Hirsch. Uh huh. Always looking for Judd Hirsch. Uh, so Nick is immediately fired for uh, bringing his cabin wrecked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, told he has to pay it back. Um, yeah. And um, here's where uh, he also he also Jake. Yeah, Jake kind of convinces him, you know, th- to do this. And what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was uh, right right where you were going. Is Jake yeah. convinces Nick, like, hey, you know what? I could probably get my boss to pay for your cab too. Yeah, we get him to pay for the repairs. That now now you have mm. some buy into this bet that we were trying to convince you of earlier. Yeah. So um uh so at this point, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile at the Hall of Doom, that's right, folks, Trump Tower. Uh, <laughs> Where old Freddy, Freddy Ugo, <laughs> threads in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> where Freddy Ugo lives, 
<laughs> they go and see him, you know, just to make sure like everything's good. And um, oh boy, there's a lot in this scene to unpack. Okay, because I <laughs> kind of believe this scene was written without Stallone in it. Uh, because Stallone, I mean, at first Stallone looks at a statue of a or a stuffed peacock. Which has like a what you could say is a mohawk and says I love you on the A team. So somehow he works it into a works that insult into uh, Mr. T, his old buddy. You know nothing Stallone likes more than working in little inside joke insults to his friends. Little ribs. Yeah, I oh, talked about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like the rest of the scene, uh, uh, Dolly and uh, Ugo discussing like you know, having a conversation and Stallone just walking around, making little comment, making little jokes about, about like, everything, about in everything in the apartment. And they don't really pay attention to him. It's a little, it's a, it's a little on the nose. I don't really think Stallone meant it, but it's kind of like, Stallone, that's what you do in every fucking movie. You make these little <laughs> jokes and no one laughs at them. For example, there's one where he's got like this glass coffee table that's held up by like four women's legs. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, statues, and he just goes, yeah. "Hey, uh, she got a sister." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> where's the joke? Um, yeah. That you would just sleep with four legs. That's <laughs> all he needs. It's like this easy top song legs. Rest in peace, Dusty Hill. Uh, so uh, after after some convincing, Freddie Hugo's like, "Okay, fine, yeah, I'll I'll pay for the repair. Was that two thousand dollars? Fine, whatever." Mm-hmm. And then uh, on their way out, uh, Sly turns around. He's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! One more thing, you got to buy me my own cab too." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait. So I mean, you know, whatever it works, <laughs> I guess. So, but he has mentioned to Dolly that he he plays a little organ. You know, he knows some chords on the organ. So um, if we go back to my place, I can show you my large organ. Yeah, and boy, that joke just keeps going on and on. So they uh, had, <laughs> they head they head to Stallone's uh, house, which apparently is an apartment he rents above um, the WWF legend Undertaker, who's also his <laughs> father, I guess. And they have to climb, and they have to climb the rails, uh, climb the the fire escape ladder to get to it, so they don't, so they can uh, avoid the zombies, huh? <laughs> this is all real dialogue. <laughs> so, so they get in there, and like, and like listen, uh, <laughs> it's really funny. So they get in there, and Stallone like goes over, he's like, "Yeah, I'll show you my organ," and um, and just like does like his worst like. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, like Little Richard, like impression, just banging on this organ, right? And so then it's revealed that, like, through an open window downstairs, there's, there, there's a funeral going on, and he's just playing this terrible rendition yeah, of yeah. Tutti Fruity. Tutti Fruity, Tutti Fruity, like and he's yeah, just, screaming. just screaming, yeah, <laughs> screaming Tutti Fruity, a song about anal sex. Little known fact. Um, so- <laughs> Meanwhile, his dad, the funeral director, just like looks up and he's like. How many times I gotta tell you? So this has happened before. <laughs> yeah. And look, Stallone's a goof. He really is funny in this, like in this part at least, you know? Like, it's... Oh, man. So uh, the dad comes up and immediately falls in love with Dolly, which is really weird. The dad kind of looks like um, the father of the uh, mysterious family that moves in in the burbs. <laughs> 
Which, is, you know, I guess is like the type of person, I guess it's implied that he's not the Undertaker from WWF, but he's just like the type of what an Undertaker is supposed to look like, you know, like kind of like dead or something. But White but, hair, yeah, falling, yeah, yeah, like shoulder legs, almost like a maestro for like an orchestra, but not quite. Yeah, and he's very pale too. So, uh, but then like later, like they go to dinner downstairs and we meet the mom the mom's just like the stereotypical like italian mob you know <laughs> like so it's it's a real it's a real weird like threesome for a family <laughs> well uh, my favorite part about that scene is they're sitting there talking where, where dolly parton's telling them kind of their plans like i'm gonna yeah. turn him into a singer mm-hmm. and the whole time the both the parents are like well he's not gonna be able to do that <laughs> yeah he can't yeah. do anything right his bobby <laughs> the bob even says like his brain's done growing <laughs> he's not gonna learn anything new oh <laughs> well, by the way like i love this it's just they're just like and it, i mean it, it is a joke i guess but like they're just eating tons and tons and tons of like spaghetti and lasagna and like and dolly's like wow you guys eat like this every day is this a special occasion just yeah. for me like no this is this is normal uh, so, uh, I think Dolly kind of gets fed up with them not, not, uh, believing in him, kind of, and yeah. storms out of the room, and, and next thing we know, we're in, uh, Leaper's Fork, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Good old Leaper's Fork. Um, <laughs> which, uh, I think is really California. <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. Um, you know, and it's a typical, like, Beverly Hillbillies, like, starting, you know, t- type town. Like, it's real run down and full of, like, rednecks and hillbillies and simple folks and people wearing um, co- uh, overalls and stuff like that. And... Mm-hmm. But there's a real great reoccurring joke that when everyone meets uh, Stallone, they all say, he's kind of slow-witted, ain't he? Yeah, real <laughs> slow. And I'm like, I know, right? Thank you. <laughs> characters in movie uh, <laughs> so uh they meet uh dolly parton's dad noah who's uh, oh. a member of a local yeah band called the wild possums mm-hmm. my man richard's richard farnsworth is legendary cowboy stuntman actor who uh transitioned into like real serious dramas uh also usually involving like western characters and uh, the later half of his career, I love the man. I've, uh, but I've never seen him in like this type of stuff. I've only seen him like when he got like respectable. Not, not you're that saying this, you're saying rhinestone isn't respectable. So. <laughs> I mean, he's great at it. He's got some good one-liners. But this is what I love about this movie, like kind of knowing like how much like instruments cost. Like, so like there's multiple bands in this like rundown hillbilly town, and like apparently you know they all like can't dress and like are just dirt poor, but they're playing like five thousand dollar guitars. You know, <laughs> it's like okay, folks, maybe that's, maybe that's what they spend their money on. Who am I to judge? <laughs> There's some just great, like, we, we get right into the, like, let's talk as much as we can to make this town sound as southern as possible, where where yeah. Noah's telling Jake that, that one of the farmers has got a new hog that's got biggest sets of nuggets on him that he's ever yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. Do, you want, do you want to go see? Hog balls? Yeah. Uh-huh. And Stallone's just, like, rolling his eyes and, like, being sarcastic and just, like, you know 
looking miserable to be there, which is kind of like what I imagine uh, you were like when you went to your girlfriend's hometown for the first time. <laughs> uh, I wish. No, it was actually, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a small town in Tennessee, <laughs> but much more enjoyable to be in than, than Leaper's Fork. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Part of... Anyways, I mean, they still have video the... rental places <laughs> yeah. in, in Tennessee South. I was yeah. in heaven. <laughs> Where everything's fine. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, uh, the, it, here's my thing, like, so, <laughs> so yes, they begin, like, first they gotta teach Stallone how to be country, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which if this was, like, a, about rap, if you had to, like, take someone into, like, the city and first learn how to be, like, a gangster, and then you can be able to, like, gangster rap would be kind of racist, but who am I to judge? Um... So we see like lots of scenes like that, uh, you know, like you're, I don't know. Well, you got so the first time they're like, "All right, let's see what you can do." They give him a guitar and like, see, and he yeah. starts playing this even worse rendit, like worse than Tutti Fruity. Yeah, he plays like Devil with a Blue Dress. Yeah, kind um, of. Yeah, and it's just whipping, like uh, whooping and wooing. Yeah, and, like. Uh-huh. So and and here here's another point. Like I said, Stallone's like regrets this movie, and it's like, ah, uh, oh, you know, if I'm gonna do a comedy, I'm a I prefer like a dark comedy. You know, this is just too silly for me. It's like, what the fuck did you expect this movie was going to be? I don't believe they hid what this movie is from Stallone. I don't think you could. I don't think they like Zack Snyder. Uh, you know, Justice League just cut like half, three fourths of the movie out. It's like, why are you shocked, Stallone? There's no way you film these scenes where you're acting like an idiot. And you're like, I just thought it was going to be a little different, you know? <laughs> I thought it was going to be more serious in tone. Yeah, That's yeah. why I just yeah. jumped around and yelled and then <laughs> yeah. said, This guitar needs tuning. Yeah. <laughs> he's so weird. He, I mean, I mean, I, no, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not weird. He's just insecure. Um, which brings me to a, uh, a section missing recently from Sly and the Guys. That's right. We're going to the Sly and the Guys bookshelf to pull out, oh, to pull, oh, out pull out the book Smart Blonde, the biography of Dolly Parton by Stephen Miller, which no lie, it was hard to find much about this movie. But this is uh, one of Dolly's quotes about the movie. Sly has the perfect balance of total ego and total insecurity. I see how his mind works. If you were in love with him, he'd pick out all your weaknesses and either use them to help you or use them against you. I told him right up front, Sly, please, don't get on me like you do other people. I know what I am, who I am, and I happen to be happy with me. So he never bothered me after that. So Dolly Parton may be the first person that we've encountered to put Sly in his place besides like um, the crew, the director and writer of um, uh, uh, Fist, you know, when they're like, you can't change the end of the fucking movie. So uh, good on Dolly Parton. She gets an award. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, reading about that is Stallone has said he doesn't like this movie. He regrets this movie, all yeah. that stuff. But then he also goes on to say that Dolly Parton's one of his favorite actresses yeah. that he's ever worked yeah. with. Yeah, which, you know, just is like the duality of Stallone. The one person that, like, won't put up with his bullshit. He's like, she's great. <laughs> you know, I love her. She's mm-hmm. actually... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, they go, they... Also in this movie, like, of course, Stallone wears, like... as you know, towards the end, a stupid, like, uh, 
country western suit but throughout it he wears the worst shirts like, uh, it's funny that you say that i thought his shirts were great like those are all shirts if they fit me right like <laughs> i wouldn't wear them that he wears them like yeah, size they extra small. yeah they don't fit him but um i think this is where we get the first one where it's like um <laughs> it's like is it's just a the... pig, yeah they, they go to dinner and, and stallone's wearing or at some point uh stallone's wearing a tight peak shirt that has like prints of like multiple uh cameras hanging around his neck you know <laughs> yeah like he's a tourist with multiple just nice cameras hanging yeah. around mm-hmm. there's another one where it's just like a yellow shirt that's just like a rib cage yeah and, like his... and on the back too yeah mm-hmm. so uh they he has his first dinner with dolly and her dad and doesn't go so well no, uh, Dolly keeps telling him, you know, how to walk, obviously, how to walk, how to talk, all this stuff. And he goes to eat his mashed potatoes. And she's like, no, no, no. All cowboys mix their peas and mashed potatoes. You, you, yeah, you uh, sop up, sop up the, uh, the, the uh, oh, my God. I just ate it yesterday. Uh, gravy. Gravy, yeah, with your, <laughs> yeah, with your biscuits. I don't know why I can't think of that. And this, for whatever it is, like, you know, the... That's it. I'm gonna eat my biscuit however I want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But fine. And then he starts like grabbing food off her plate and his plate and just eating it with his hands. Noah thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says that she. What is he? He says something like she's too tough. She's a drag. That's what she says. And he calls. She calls him a damn bum. Yeah. Which, uh, a bum. A bum. <laughs> a damn bum. Yeah. Uh. And he, he strikes off into the night, and Dolly Parton asks her dad, like, do you think I'm a drag? And he's like, pass the biscuits? Yeah. He's like, well, be honest with me. He goes, pass the biscuits first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, Richard Farnsworth has some good good parts in this movie. So then, and so we get this really we get this really bizarre scene. That is, I love it. That is out of place in this movie, which, which makes me think Stallone just completely wrote it. Where Stallone's wandering through the down the road in the fog in the middle of the night is implied talking to himself talking to himself where a truck pulls up and it's like get in and it's like the worst like deliverance stereotype you know get in yeah yeah Stallone immediately is like well no I uh I don't uh I just uh I was just my car's right up here he's like, I said get in <laughs> yeah. he's like uh, I'm actually I work for the county I'm doing uh survey of this road what do you think of this road street uh this this uh this boulevard here <laughs> you don't want to get in <laughs> the guy's really just trying to help him out but you know like i don't it's got a gun rack in the <laughs> car it's a pickup truck it's like you said it's like the most like yeah. stereotypical depiction of southerners possible yeah so stallone finally makes it to this bar or this hon- yeah this honky tonk type deal that has the a cut and slice yeah the cut and slice and, uh, you know, sticks out like a sore thumb, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> and the uh, the the band on stage, led by Barnett Kale, mm-hmm. um, takes five, and that guy comes and sits down uh, next to Stallone, gets really, like, uncomfortably close, where he keeps scooting closer to him, <laughs> yeah. just, like, messing with him. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty great. And so when the, the, you know, there's like, ah, oh, I'm just messing with you, I'm just pulling yeah. your chain, whatever. Yeah. Stallone and him start to get along, and he's yeah. like, where are you from? <laughs> Go ahead. You're from, uh, the, from big, the, the, big, the city? The big city. Goes, I'm from the big city. The, Knoxville? Knoxville? Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't really that, you know? Like, if you, did, if you did that, like, in, like, 
uh, Winder, Georgia. Where are you from? The big city? They'd probably say Atlanta, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not that far off. But anyway, so they go back and forth where Stella makes a bunch of redneck jokes at uh, Barnett's expense, and Barnett, uh, Barnett makes a bunch of, uh, like, Italian jokes. Yeah, you like, know? How's the, what's the mafia like? Yeah. <laughs> Stallone's like, oh, we're making a killing. <laughs> yeah. Barnett finds that what's hilarious. <laughs> My favorite is Barnett asked him, what's it like to do heroin? heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to do? You, I mean, I haven't been to a bar in a while. You know, it's 2021. Would you go up to somebody and just ask them, what's it like to do heroin? Uh, maybe. Well, you're not, you don't tell them you're from New York. Fair. But, you know, in my sense of humor, if I met someone in a bar that was like, yeah, I'm from Seattle, I might make the same joke. <laughs> but, like, tongue-in-cheek, you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, but, so, they've hit it off. Nick, uh, Nick and, and Barnett Kale are, yeah. are best buds now. He's mm-hmm. like, let's, let's eat us a thousand beers. Yeah, they get tore up. And uh, the next morning, uh, Stallone wakes up... Uh, out with the uh, the the ducks and the barnyard animals. Wakes up muttering to himself, uh, "Wake up in the mud, looking at a duck." Yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't thank he, you for, no, doesn't thank he? Thank you for telling us exactly no. what we're. First, he asks his mom for some toast and eggs or something. He's like, "Oh yeah, some coffee and toast and eggs would be great, mom." You know, I mean, pretty funny. This is funny stuff. I mean, you know, like we're not laughing at like. Stallone being Stallone as much as like I I think that some of this is funny you know yeah I agree I I mean we'll get to the ratings later yeah but, uh... oh boy <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah so uh, Dolly comes out and finds him and um... <laughs> they get in he's our... kind of adopted like a little bit of a southern drawl like he's he's saying some southern euphemisms and stuff and Dolly's like where'd you get that from he's like oh I met a guy at the bar We're best friends now yeah. <laughs> invited him to lunch like okay cool maybe he'll be able to help you walk and talk more like a cowboy who is this guy a uh, guy named uh kale turns out uh jake and, and barnett have a history together yeah around here is when uh he calls dolly baby hitler <laughs> just just for notes <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, how come if I tell you to do stuff, you know, you, uh, you fight me on it. And this guy, like, oh, he makes it fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it turns out Barnett and, and, uh, and Jake used to date and he cheated on her. And, and, uh, so they, they have a, uh, checkered past. Oh. Dolly goes into the house, stuff starts, like, crashing and she's just, like, shouting. And yeah, stuff screaming. breaking uh-huh. inside the house. Mm-hmm. And Noah's just like, you'd be, you'd. May not want to bring that guy's name up again. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Yeah. So, and then someone says, So, well, what if I invited him over for lunch? That's probably a bad idea, right? (laughs) Like, implying that he did. Also, I I guess I just wrote this without any context in my notes, thinking I would remember it, but I I guess I don't. But at some point, they say, You're more fun, (laughs) more fun than a cricket in my shorts. (laughs) That's what she's like. What does that even mean? He goes, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So 
So, uh, you know, Jake's trying to teach teach Nick how to walk like a cowboy. Yeah. She's like, you ever had a bad case of jock itch? Yeah. That joke just keeps going on. And I don't really get and it. He's, you know, and, and oh, that's, you know, gives Dolly Parton a hard time. And then Kale shows up mm-hmm. and is like, oh, you want to walk like a cowboy? You ever had jock itch? Yeah. And Stallone immediately is like, yeah, I have. That's, that's, that's great advice. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he learns how to walk like a cowboy. Um... Uh, he starts hanging out with uh, Barnett more, and uh... around this time we uh we get Jake um dressed up uh, dressed to the nines in uh... yeah the worst country western suit. It looks like something um Doctor Teeth um <laughs> would wear. It, it's kind of Doctor Doctor Teeth inspired. Yeah, it's like a, a red button down shirt, rhinestone denim jacket, yellow pants, a bright yellow kerchief, and just like multiple raccoon tails on like this 10 gallon hat hanging off his yeah. head. Mm-hmm. And Stallone uh, is performing the song that he won a golden raspberry for uh, Drinkenstein. Yeah. Drinkenstein. Um, which, you know, is what it is. Uh, Dolly wrote it and I could see, I could, you know, it's like kind of a take on like, you know, a typical country's pop song about like, you know, uh, he's been drinking too much. I'm going to leave him, you know, type deal and all that stuff. So I can see like the intentions, but here's the main, uh, here's another very important part of this movie. Salone can't sing. But South, he did the theme song to Paradise Alley. I'm starting to doubt that was him. <laughs> I'm starting to think it was like a Millie Vanilli type deal. Because I was like, so I was thinking about it, and I was like, how is Stallone going to sing in this movie? And I was like, you know, like... Poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Paradise Alley theme song wasn't great, but, like, I thought maybe, like, he could work with it, you know? Mm-hmm. But good God almighty. And, and rightfully so, anytime that he sings by himself... When he sings, he's usually supported by backup singers, and every time he's supported by backup singers, they quickly like reduce him in the mix as much as possible, <laughs> and turn up the backup. So he becomes part of the ensemble. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a great ensemble singer. Oh, I, yeah. If he's really there in the mix, uh, listeners, uh, you know, if you're looking for this movie, this movie wasn't easy to find. Nope. Um, South had to sail the seven seas Whoa! to get it. You can order uh-huh. it on DVD. Yeah. The soundtrack is readily available on Spotify because they actually re-released it a yeah. couple of years ago. Uh huh. Dolly's the soundtrack's great. Yeah, Dolly's really proud of it. She thinks it's some of her best work. And it, and look, the songs are great. If you like country, pop country stuff, I mean, it's fine. Um, I, I still believe you could probably get a, a copy of it at Dollywood. So listeners, if you're really dedicated and also want to ride some roller coasters and possibly, uh, you know, catch the Delta variant of coronavirus, go to Dollywood. <laughs> if I was Dolly Parton, I would have all my movies, no matter how bad, available on DVD, signed in my gift shop. So when we open that's this- the That's the world I want to live in, is the world that you <laughs> are Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, if you have your own gift shop, come on. So um, they go, you know, sooner or later, uh, Stallone and Barnett go back to the back to the bar. Um, And at this point, it's kind of like you kind of notice that like Barnett's less friendly, more just kind of fucking with Stallone because, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. He's still cool. He notices they kind of have a thing. Jake and Nick have a thing. Yeah, he's he's jealous of it. He's a little jealous, so. 
Um, they start kind of trading insults back and forth. Of course, Barnett has his like posse of, you know, hillbillies. Um, and it's getting pretty rough, but then, uh, but then Dolly shows up, you know, and, um, you kind of like, uh, have like the first real, uh, romance blossoming scenes here. You know, it was kind of hinted at back and forth and you knew it was going to happen sooner or later, but yeah, they go out on the floor, they start dancing. Mm-hmm. Barnett comes out, is like, can I cut in? And and of course, Dolly doesn't want to dance with him, and yeah. and, and Sly certainly doesn't want to stop dancing with mm. Dolly. So uh, they they rebuff him, and uh, then he sends his uh, his big like enforcer buddy Walt yeah. out mm-hmm. to to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, uh, <laughs> I mean, again, this movie does have really yeah. funny like, yeah. hey, uh, Barnett wants dance. He goes, then go dance with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I guess the point is like, um, since almost every line he has is a quip, like you're there's bound to be, you know what I mean? There's bound to be some good ones in a, in a larger yeah. percentage, you know, because he yeah. makes if so many. Throw, yeah, if you throw a thousand darts at a dartboard, one yeah. of them is gonna yeah. hit no, probably, probably ten. Normally we were saying like yeah. we we're saying he probably throws maybe maybe thirty in a normal Stallone film, so like it's maybe like one or two hit, but in this one, you know. <laughs> One hundred. When they hit, they're yeah, dead yeah, center. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, you'll never believe what happens in this honky tonk between uh, a a man who's got another man's ex girlfriend out in the floor dancing. Breakdance competition. Yep. Uh huh. All of a sudden, a DJ comes down from the ceiling, and who is it? Oh my goodness, it's Daft Punk, but hillbillies. You're describing like a, a like my dream movie right now. <laughs> da- da- Daft Punk reunited to go back in time. To dress I up always as, assumed they dre- were time travelers. To dress up as hillbilly robots. <laughs> what would they do? Robot tonk? Electro... Electro... Electro tonk. Electronk. That sounds French. They are French. Honk. Yeah. Honk it, tonk. <laughs> so uh, Barnett punches him. <laughs> Barnett punches Stallone. And a Dolly uh, won't let him punch him back. Stallone. No, so he feels like a wimp. Yeah, Stallone goes on about yeah, it was something to do with like Italian pride or some shit. I don't know. You ever heard of Vendetta? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it goes, Italians and Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Alan Moore did. He's British. He doesn't take credit for it anymore, though. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, rewind the podcast, play that joke twice. Cause... Oh, my God. What is that? It's Daft Talk. <laughs> They're back again. Uh, you heard of a vendetta? <laughs> Italians invented it. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Alan Moore did, and he's British. He doesn't take credit for it anymore. He doesn't like the movie. All right. Oh, that's a good in. one. Rewind it. <laughs> Wait, Chris. Hold on. We're stuck in a time loop. Oh, my gosh. I don't have a leg anymore. We're in an alternate reality. What have we done? What did we change? No. Hi, Owen Wilson. 
Wow. 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 Have you ever seen that meme where it's Owen Wilson and Fozzie Bear? And it's like different things to where it makes like the opening of that Rage Against the Machine song. So it's like a picture of, so it's like, wow, wow, waka, wow, wow, waka, 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 wow, wow, waka, wow, wow, waka. And then it has like Zach De La Rocha saying like, uh, come with it now. You know, it's pretty funny. I'll have to look at it. Let me make a note That's of that. why people love Fozzie our- Bear, Owen Wilson. Yeah, Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. That's why people love our uh, podcast because I- uh, <laughs> describe memes in detail <laughs> people tune in uh, you know I like memes but I still like looking at things I wish there was a podcast that would describe them to me I wish there was a podcast that treated me as a blind person <laughs> who ain't never seen a computer screen before I don't like them computers <laughs> especially the screens I can't see them oh uh, yeah so um so they leave and um they kind of rekindle their love back uh, at home, like they yeah. they almost kiss at the top of the stairs, but then Noah calls up and yells at him for being too loud. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, so, you get that great. Uh, you get that great. There's a shot of the house outside at night. Uh, yeah, and you're like good night, Dad. Good night. Mm-hmm. Good night, Jake. Good night, Nick. <laughs> good night, Jake. Good night. Like and then all the lights tick off. Yeah, like uh, what is what is that? Uh, what's, is that a little house on a prairie? I think it is. Oh, for some reason I thought it was something else. I'd always wanted to see like a scene like that in a horror movie. They probably do it like in one of the scary movies where it's like they do that and then all of a sudden you hear someone like, Good night, Frank, and they're like, Who was that? <laughs> There's someone in the house. <laughs> so here, uh dude, this is actually pretty brilliant. We get the traditional Stallone, Rocky-esque training scenes, but it's just him, like, becoming country. (laughs) It's not quite a montage, but it's close. We get a lot of scenes here of him, like, really becoming the country person, you know. He was destined to be. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the movie, we kind of glossed over it, but, like, they're walking, she's like, and this is a horse. Yeah. He's like... You know, he's chopping wood and does terribly, like, misses the wood entirely, like, walks away. You get all these, like, setups for, like, exactly how much of a city folk he is. Um, You ever heard the song, (laughs) are you sure uh, Hank did it this way? No, I can't say that I have play it at this point. Well, I just wonder if that's the way Hank Williams uh, learned how to, you know, become the greatest country singer of all times. Be like, Hank! This is a horse. <laughs> like, two things you need to know about a horse. <laughs> yeah. One, don't walk behind them. They'll kick you. Yeah. Two, <laughs> steps in a pile of horse shit. Hank Williams. Well, that's just, number two. Yeah. Hank Williams is just like, yeah, okay, I can do this. No, Hank was a 13. <laughs> Hank was an alcoholic by age nine and lived under his, a brothel. So I think he did it a different way. So fast forward, he's ready. Well, no, he's close to ready. And uh, they're uh, they're back at the, uh, what's the name of that honky-tonk again? The Cut and Slice. The Cut and Slice. And um, uh, Dolly's up there playing, and it uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah, and then uh, she's like, I'm going to bring a friend of mine up here. He's he's real popular country singer from all across the country. Mm-hmm. Howlin' Nick Martin. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not ready. I'm so not they, ready. They unitalianized his name, took the eye off yeah. the end. Sounds like cultural appropriation, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he, yeah, he's he's kind of all of a sudden decided that he's not ready to sing. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to. He's nervous. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. Dolly convinces him to go up there, yeah. start singing, and uh... <gasps> but who's who's in the audience? It's oh no, it's Bardette and the boys. Whoops! Knocked some water over. Oh my god! Oh, it's every, it's everywhere. So uh, Barrett and the boys clearly pick up on his like insecurities and start heckling him. And uh, but you know, on the upside of this, one thing that uh, that Nick's good at is you know being from New York is insulting people. Hey, how'd you get that greasy look on your face? Did you brush your hair with a pork chop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you know what you know what no one asked Barnett to come over? Because every time he leaves, the toilets are stopped up and the cat's pregnant. <laughs> you know, Barnett, you, you, you know, and, and, at that, and, at that, and at that point, what does that mean? <laughs> that means he <laughs> fucked the cat. <laughs> it took a huge shit in the toilet. That might be one of the best insults like, yeah, ever. I kind of feel film. like we should just end the podcast right there. It doesn't ever. Get, it will never get better than that. Was the, there was there was the third one that was you must have a bladder problem because your your zipper is rusty and your boots are yellow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good too. Not gonna lie. So getting the insult and like Barnett, Barnett can't keep up, can't keep up with the New York boy and his insults, and this gives uh, Stallone the um, confidence he needs to go for it, and he uh, he sings a song with the country band. And here, once again, we hit the issue of Stallone can't sing. So it kind of defeats the purpose of the movie because the whole idea was like he's supposed to learn, you know, how to like be a country singer. And I mean, technically he does, but not really, you know, like. Yeah. Why didn't they just get I mean, I I know why they didn't. Yeah. But why wouldn't you just get somebody to dub his voice? I mean, you do it in movies. Yeah. Like in Saved by the Bell, you had the Zack attack all were different, mm-hmm. you know, people dubbed over, yeah. um, you know, uh, the Brady bunch, you get Peter dubbed over. Yeah. And here's, <sighs> and, and it makes it worse though, because every song he sings ends up being a duet one way or the other with Dolly who can <laughs> sing like a angel from heaven. So even if you were like, okay, I'll, I'll give Stallone a pass. Then it's automatically compared with Dolly. And it's like, good God almighty. He can't sing. Well, you know, I don't have anything to compare it to. I guess it's pretty good. Oh, there's one of the country <laughs> singers of all time yeah. next to him. So it was a huge hit, you know. Um, I, they, uh, yeah. they go to leave and, um, you know, Barnett's giving them crap. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Dolly Dolly tells Nick that he can't punch uh, Barnett, and he's like, "Oh, why not?" And she's like, "Cause I want to." And yeah, then she lays Barnett out. Lays him out, yeah. And then they're sitting there arguing about Nick feeling emasculated, mm-hmm. and the Barnett gets back up, and Stallone just sucker punches him again. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so okay, they go back. They go back home, and at this point, like, um, uh. uh Dolly tells him, like, this is it. You're ready to go to New York. You know? Like, it's it's achieved. So they go to New York, but not before we get probably the best scene in the movie, where, um, uh, well, you know, 
uh, Stallone, uh, Richard Farnsworth, Dolly's dad, decides to give Stallone the, the famous suit. And uh, he does this by approaching Stallone, and uh, Stallone's like, man, I really felt something on stage, you know, like, it was like electricity, like, I could really feel it, like, something something was up there. And uh, Noah goes, probably the chili. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't the chili, you know. Because you can't have a better joke than Stallone in the Stallone scene, you know? He's got to react to it. So Farnsworth tries, so, to, <laughs> Farnsworth tries to give him the suit. And Stallone's doing everything he's, he can be like, to like because the suit's awful. He's like, oh, you know, I can't really, I don't want to take it from you, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're a, you're a great man, <laughs> yeah. a good Christian, yeah. a good father, mm-hmm. so-so dresser. That suit is the worst <laughs> yeah. suit I've ever seen. And then yeah. I was like, yeah, I know, that's why I've been trying to get rid of it for so long. <laughs> Oh yeah. So then uh, he goes upstairs. They uh, Dolly and Dolly and Sly go to rehearse more mm-hmm. over on the bed where the acoustics and the lighting are better. Stallone promptly turns the light off. Says, uh, "You know." They go to kiss. Dolly says, "What took you so long?" He's like, "What? You mean we could have been doing this sooner? I didn't have to be taking cold showers and watching moths bounce off of light bulbs." She's like, yeah, I was kind of just waiting for you, you idiot. Is this sorry? I was lost in thought. Uh, is this the first movie that we've watched where Stallone hasn't been abusive in some way, physically or verbally, to a woman? I mean, he didn't have the chance um, to in First Blood. C- correct. Um, huh. Rocky 2, he really isn't, but that's because, but he is very much in Rocky 1. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe not Rocky 3, but again, kind of same thing. We haven't watched that Uh, yet, have we? Yeah, we watched Rocky 3. That was the last episode of uh, Season 1. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I don't know why. (laughs) Look, we've... uh... We've reviewed like 16 movies on this podcast. We're going to forget some. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. That's the one with Hulk. I remember it now. So anyways, yeah, we get some kissy kissy and applied some smashy smashy. But like in the romantic way, not the normal still in way, as I said. <laughs> um, and then there we are back in New York City. Which can I be that guy and point out a continu- continuity issue in this movie? Sure. Um, at the honky tonk, uh, Dolly Parton says tomorrow night. We're going to be performing in New York City for whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, mm-hmm. slash night, mm-hmm. they're at a party that Nick's parents are throwing now that they're back in New York. So maybe Dolly just got it wrong and thought he was going to be performing the next night. But it's it's at least two nights apart from when she says that he's going to be performing in New York City tomorrow night when he does actually Oh, I, I thought that was like lunch at the party. I mean, I guess I could see that, but how did they travel from Tennessee uh, maybe, to New York South? Or maybe brunch. Or like maybe a, a late well, afternoon. You know, Daft Punk did show up in time travel, so maybe they just helped facilitate the traveling from Tennessee to New York. Mm, yeah, maybe. Let's see. Knoxville. So I'm guessing that's the closest city. New York. 
is riveting podcast content. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. You're welcome. You, you spare me lucky. You're we're... welcome, Brandon Mahaffey. <laughs> You're lucky we're just not reading more memes. <laughs> You're welcome, Eric Stanley. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Frank. This says it only takes, the flight's only two hours to New York. From Knoxville. Did they have planes in the 80s? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because when, when did Airplane came up, come out? Or were... Or were I thought that was science fiction. <laughs> or were airplanes actually just invented to be a tie-in to the movie Airplane, and they just stuck around? Well, my whole thought was Aviator came out in what, 2004? Yeah. 2005? Mm-hmm. So, Howard Hughes didn't invent airplanes until the early aughts no chris he that the movie takes place like in the in the 50s oh but you know what he does wreck every plane in that movie so he just wrecked them Mm -hmm. all so he invented them wrecked every single one and here we are yeah the producers of airplane exclamation point i wonder i guess when i say airplane i should say airplane because it has that exclamation (laughs) point airplane (laughs) yeah so anyways yeah two hours they could do it so you are d- 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 denied. All Get right, out I of town. I withdraw my continuity error. I withdraw it. Strike one by the continuity gods. So anyways, <laughs> New York. So Nick's family's throwing a party for Nick being back there. They're excited that he went away for two weeks and mm-hmm. now is a country singer. Yeah. Like, oh, my boy did it. Yeah, and oh boy, you know, not WWF wrestler Undertaker is creepy as hell. Just smelling Dolly's hair, not unlike current President Joe Biden. <laughs> See, we made our Trump joke. Now we made our Joe Biden joke. We're not. You're welcome, Brandon Dillard. <laughs> Okay, we're getting a little inside baseball here. Uh, <laughs> you're you're welcome, Vitz Vaughn. <laughs> you're welcome, Mel Gibson. <laughs> you're welcome, Tucker Carlson. You're welcome, South Turk. <laughs> Famous conservative South Turk. Okay, anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> the ghost of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Which is scary as hell. So this obese ghost like Slimer, like floating around, but instead of like eating things, is like, whoa, baby killers. <laughs> he's just he's so upset about how liberal the ghosts are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so uh they're you know they're having this party <clears throat> and all of uh the family's there and it comes out that that uh, Nick, you know, she's like, well, I hope that, you know, tomorrow night goes real good and I, I get my contract back and Nick gets his taxi. And it's, Nick is all of a sudden like, whoa, 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 taxi? I thought I was a singer now. Yeah, which is just, what an idiot. That's all I'm saying. What an idiot. 
Nick Martinelli. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, so they get into this. So it comes they to, get into this yeah. needless argument. It's only there to provide like drama into the plot, you know, for the third act, really. Where she's like, "No, of course you're not a real singer. <laughs> like we just started. It's been two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a tie-in to Total Recall. He <laughs> mm-hmm. did it first. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jake tells him like, "You're okay, but you just started practicing. Like, I've been working really hard my whole life. Of course, you're not a singer yet." <laughs> yeah. So they get in a big argument, and Dolly storms storms away, and but does let it slip that she's gonna have to sleep with um. With good old F you. Yeah, who Stallone then calls the guru of doo-doo. <laughs> oh, boy, man. That's a great line. I'm, I'm going to use that in real life. <laughs> when I say real life, I'm, I'm going to open my window here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and <laughs> scream at random people, Hey, you! You're the guru of doo-doo! So, um, yeah, Jake is finally just like, okay, fine, bet's off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go talk to Freddie and tell him bet's off. And Nick's like, nope, I'm still singing. I'm still going to go sing. I'm going to live up to my end of the bet. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dolly goes alone mm-hmm. to Freddie's to try and convince him to call the bet off. Yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, man. This seems uncomfortable. <laughs> like Freddie, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, Freddie. I'm back at the <laughs> back in the Hall of Doom. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Hall of Doom, yeah, Trump Tower. Freddie tries to woo Jake yeah. in a totally appropriate scene that would completely be fine in today's world. Yes, because by he... locking him in her apartment, in uh, his apartment, and turning his spinning bed on. He is, of course, the self-proclaimed Manhattan love machine. Whose side are you on? (laughs) Is he the guru of doo-doo? Or the Manhattan love machine? Call 706-870-7190 and vote today. Kids under 18, please ask your parents' permission. Calls $1.99 per minute. So while uh, Dolly's at... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at Freddy's apartment trying to convince him to call the bet off. Mm-hmm. Jake's at uh, the rhinestone getting ready to perform where a waitress is like, if you're looking for Jake to show up, she's not going to. She's probably at Freddy's right now. Oh, and he has a, a badass suit on. He looks like some kind of superhero. Yeah, it's like this full black mm-hmm. suit with like rhinestone, like what are they, the danglies? Yeah. Wings, it, almost? Yeah, it looks like something Elvis would wear if he was part of Z- Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> I was going to say, skinny, like Elvis skinny and Elvis. Johnny Cash. Elvis and Johnny Cash kind of fused, did a fusion dance. Why? Johnny Cash only wore black. Yeah, that's where the Elvis part comes in. The suit's not black, though. It isn't? Oh, I was talking about... Oh, I'm sorry, he hasn't put on his real suit yet. I was talking about his um his performing suit. That's not that one's not black. No, it's like red and silver. Oh, you are colorblind. I'm sorry. Uh, that's uh, why. Yeah, sorry, that's why I'm sorry. not going to argue sorry. with you. That's yeah, why yeah. I was just questioning. Yeah, 
should take more advantage of that. Yeah, it's weird how they put Dolly in blackface in this, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, I think it's totally... I mean, I guess we can kind of uh, <laughs> give it a pass because it was 1984 and they mm-hmm. were still doing blackface in, you know, 2007, Tropic Thunder, but... Um, yeah. Uh, Sly and the Guys does not condone blackface nope. in media. Uh, <laughs> nor in real life. <laughs> not just in media. We well, I like to. I, I assume everything's, well, everything's know, recorded nowadays, so everything is media. Unless you're like, um, unless you're like Spike Lee with his movie Bamboozled, which uses blackface on black actors to uh, kind of critique and satirize race in, in America. I think that's fine. Great movie. Check it out. Bamboozled. I think it's on the Criterion Collection now. Anyways, uh, what happens next? So uh, Nick hears that that uh, Freddie, uh, Freddie and Jake are, are likely together, and Nick rushes out into the street, decides that he's going to go to Freddie's, tries to get a cab, can't get one. Yeah, how, how ironic. Bus, can't get one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But wait. So he steals a horse. He stole that man's horse. <laughs> this honestly, this next scene is like my favorite scene of the entire movie. He's like running down the street. He runs into the lobby of Trump Tower. Yeah. And the security guards are all like yelling at him. And, and he and, gets and, in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Well, but before that, it's important to note that this was like, like a, it wasn't just like any horse. It is another cowboy who's like dressed in like a full sparkly cowboy outfit the horse is also like wearing sparkly stuff and everything it's like um it's amazing i mean and it, it is quite the scene they play the um the music they play is the uh what is that i think they use it in the original lone ranger um, yeah yeah what is the name of that song um uh is it the paul um it's not paul revere it's um it's something like that yeah it is, um, I don't know. That will, is it the William Tell, Tell Overture? Yes, they play the William Tell Overture while he's him in the, him decked out in this amazing like cowboy outfit with this horse also decked out, just running through New York with, <laughs> into Trump Tower. Into the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> he gets off the horse. All the security's yelling at him, and he gets into the elevator, and they're like, where are you going? And he goes, I'm going to Freddie Hugo's. And they're like, oh. And then another security guard comes up like, what? what's wrong with you? That guy just rode a horse in here. He's going up to Mr. Hugo's apartment. And they just go, oh, like it's like <laughs> normal. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Mr. Hugo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Well, they know he's the guru of doo-doo. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing new there. <laughs> so Jay, uh, Nick gets up to the apartment. He hears yelling and screaming inside. Uh, Jake is like, let me out. There's like crashing. And uh-huh. and Freddie's clearly like Peppy Le Pewing, like running, you know, chasing her around the apartment and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stallone, um, against stereotype, uh, tries to break the door down and just bounces off. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> and he does it like two more times and bounces off multiple times. Finally, the third time, the door opens. Hugo comes flying out like bloody nose because uh, Dolly Parton can handle herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had uh, had punched him, uh, and um, 
Freddie's kind of like, well, it's too late. I mean, the bet's over. I win. Uh, you know, you're going to get five years on your contract, whatever. Yep. And they're like, nope, there's still 30 minutes left. <laughs> bet goes until midnight. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they hop back on the horse, ride <laughs> to the rhinestone. Mm-hmm. Get on that stage. And uh, it goes great. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Salone starts the song, starts having some insecurities because you got all those New York hecklers there, you know? Yeah, and they're like blowing like, you know, like party favors and yeah. like they're over the top. I think there was a line earlier about like uh, that Freddie had been lining up all the best hecklers in New York City for mm-hmm. the last two weeks. Yeah. So, um, like... no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I guess that's, how how would you, I mean, I guess that's the, one of the more believable things, but, like, if if my um, suspension of, of, of disbelief has made it to this point, I can let the rest of it go. How do you just, like, how do you find heckler, like, the best hecklers in New York City? Or do you, is it just, like, regulars, and they're like, hey, come back on Friday? Yeah, it's probably that. Hmm. Because Craig, Craigslist didn't exist back then. Oh, you know what? Maybe maybe put it added in like the newspaper, mm, classified. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets heckled, starts and stops, and then when he starts back up, he's uh, it's a little more up tempo, and he's he's doing like some crowd work. All the ladies in the house say, "Yeah." Yeah. This scene, I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Because, All the because... horny women say, "Yeah." Because <laughs> Freddie's on the side, like waving the contract, you know, like he realizes he has to do something, so he pumps up the crowd. Like, uh, I don't know. I thought this was all he was going to do, and I was like, "This is this is how this movie ends." <laughs> like... <laughs> So he does this, he does that for a while, gets the crowd pumped in, a little back and forth, call you know, call and response type deal, and uh, then the band kicks into the same song, but it's up tempo and um, it's a rockin'. It's it's mm-hmm. I mean it, I mean it's a honky tonkin' rather. He's uh he's won the crowd over. Mm-hmm. Starts singing. Yeah. yeah. People go wild. Um he he motions for Dolly to join him on stage. She comes out and starts singing a duet with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and uh, that's, they've won the bet. They won the bet. Uh-huh. She's out off the contract. So uh, Nick goes over to Freddie off stage and, and is talking to her like, okay, you know, I'll send I'll send you the bill for the cab and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Freddie offers him a job. Nick doesn't want it. And, uh, you know, you, you managed by anybody? Like, Freddie, were you listening to that? Yeah, you yeah. want to sign that guy? <laughs> Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and then finally, uh, Freddie, being the scumbag that he is, was just like, "Oh, what, what, what final thing? How, how was she?" It's totally unnecessary scene. Unnecessary, but but still to rub salt in an open wound. Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> turns away. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the um, Seinfeld. Oh, by the way, they're real and they're fantastic. Kind of rub your nose in it. This is what you're missing out on. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Salone goes back out on stage, and him and Dolly sing another duet. The another duet, and we get a uh, we get one of those old fashioned credits start rolling, uh, but we still we have a little screen on the right side of the screen, and they play us out. That's the end of the movie. So, here at Sly and the Guys Movie Podcast, we have three rankings. We have direct-to-video, we have 
theatrical release. We have inclusion into the Criterion Collection. Chris, where would you rate this? Uh, you know, this, this movie's bad, but it's fun bad. Yeah. It's, uh, I think if it were like 30 minutes shorter, uh, and if you were to add like one more musical performance in the middle to hold up some of the slower parts, um... Uh, I, if, if those, if that criteria was met, I would probably put this in my Criterion collection. Um, I think they needed to play up a little bit more of the, like, fish out of water Mm. once Stallone gets Mm -hmm. to the south, because it almost seems like he makes friends with everybody way too easily. I think, like, it might have made for more comedy if he didn't get along with everybody immediately. Um, you know, similar to, like, My Cousin Vinny kind of thing, like a New Yorker in the south. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, I could see this movie having like the cult following of like a Rocky Horror Picture Show and have midnight screenings if it was just like a few small tweaks, well, a few n- noticeable tweaks. Um, Dolly Parton's wonderful. The soundtrack's great. Uh, if we had like halfway ratings, I'd say this is between theaters and Criterion for me. I don't need it in the Criterion collection, but. I wouldn't mind seeing like a 40th anniversary Blu-ray of this, so we could actually see it in like high def um, and not like 360p. Yeah, um, and more importantly, with Stallone's commentary. <laughs> exactly. Hosted, so, hosted by Arnold. Ha ha ha! This thing is so funny, Sly. Ha ha! Look at look what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't really think it's that funny. <laughs> So, uh, officially for me, theatrical, unofficially Blu-ray. <laughs> you can't fucking, you asshole, you can't just make up new ratings. <laughs> I just did, so. <laughs> officially theatrical release for me. Yeah, okay. What about you? What'd you think? Well, you know, on this podcast, there's, um, there's been a load of compromising, uh, on the road to my horizon, but I'm gonna be where the lights are shining on me. Like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> is what it is. Theatrical release. It's a fun movie. I don't get it. Gets it gets a lot of hate online. Like multiple people were like, "Oh, you gotta watch Rhinestone, huh?" It's too long. Cut thirty minutes off. Still can't sing. Um, uh, Dolly's great. Also, like, no offense, Dolly fans. It's not like 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 I said before. Nine to five's great, but it's also like Dolly's that's pretty much it in terms of like really great movies for Dolly. You know, it, like I see this just being like another Dolly Parton movie. I imagine all Dolly Parton movies are similar to this. I think they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like, yeah, I'm sure Dolly fans, I'm sure this played great in like certain theaters and like people loved it, especially Dolly fans. Uh, Stallone's, you know, himself, just a little bit of a guru of doo-doo by like shitting on it as much as he does. And it's clearly that he's upset that he got, he got, you know, outdid and, uh, so yeah, theatrical release. You know, and you made a good point. Why didn't they dub Stallone? Well, probably because of Stallone. But what can you do? But do you agree? Like this, this movie is is so close to being one of those like Rocky Horror. Pictures, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I think, really? yeah, I think the appeal of those movies also has a cultural idea of a uh, of uh, the idea of outsiderness and. Um, 
people re- uh, responding to that, and that's not really here. So I get what you're saying. Oh, okay. It'd be a, like, yeah, it'd be a fun like movie to, to to go like see in a theater with like a you know kind of drunken crowd and stuff like that. Yeah, close. Yeah, I think that's okay. Okay, of... okay. M- m- like the room. I think it's closer to the room. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah fair, I just think like compromise. Rocky Horror and stuff like that. Like I said, is it's like a culture in itself, and I don't really yeah. see that like developing around this. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the like the room. All right, so uh, since really no one's seen this movie, uh, we didn't get any questions or emails. Shocker. Yeah. I don't, so uh, sadly, nothing to answer here. But uh, so I guess that's about it. What what do we have coming next, Chris? Well, uh, next movie we have, and what I've dubbed the Decade of Stallone, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we'll be watching. The first of two sequels released in 1985. Oh. Uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2. Wow. Also known as Two Rambo, Two Blood. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll be joined by our friend and resident Rambologist. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Maybe. More than likely. Yeah, we got two weeks for that. Um, so, yeah, I think, that, I think they're available on uh, HBO. I think all the Rambo's right now are on HBO. I might be wrong about that. If not, if not HBO, definitely Amazon Prime. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I just remember like after finishing Rambo, our first blood one, I was like, oh, it just started playing, and I was like, well, I guess I'm here. <laughs> <sighs> so look forward to that. Um, Chris, where can folks find us? Uh, where can they find us, Southwell? A plethora of places. Um, as, as always, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Bushley Comedy. Bushley Comedy. E- e- email us, send us an email at slyandtheguys at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, call uh, call us, leave a voicemail at 281-330-800-FOE. Hit Mike Jones up on the low, because Mike Jones about to blow. Ooh. Um, Who? And... <clears throat> And uh, since Yahoo Answers shut down, South and I are still answering your questions. We're just doing it in the in Sharpie on the Metro Atlanta uh, McDonald's bathroom stalls. So make sure you post your questions there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if it's no Sharpie, just use your poop like normal behavior in <laughs> Metro Atlanta McDonald's bathroom stalls. As you do. Ah, folks, please rate us, review us, subscribe do what you do uh transfer our podcast over to cassette tapes and then leave them around your local uh parks and neighborhoods unmarked preferably <laughs> tell your friends tell your family hell tell dolly just don't tell stallone for sly and the guys movie podcast i'm south Turk, and i'm howling chris pope <laughs> we'll see you next time folks Thanks Good- for listening goodbye yeah.